Got 25 to 75 people in your company? Check out knowyourcompany.com, software that helps companies like Airbnb know their company better. It is the Chicago First podcast on the Dynasty Podcast Network, featuring interviews with Chicago's premier artists and industry and creatives and culture leaders. Hosted by Haima Black. Welcome to Chicago. Right on. Just the mic, you know. Just the mic. So we're doing the exact opposite here. We just talked with Alex Fructor from Closed Sessions, who has been on this podcast for years and years. And now we're going right into a first-timer, FemDot. Yeah. Blowing up from Chicago, man. Thank oh, you man. so much for coming up here for the first time. Thank you for having me, man. Oh, Absolutely. Bro, is the mic moving? Can I get yeah, it straight? Oh, is, uh, there we all go. Right, all right, we're good. Yeah, thank you for having me. The, uh, the phrase blowing up to introduce me was funny. That's, that's great. That's, that's but a, you know what, man? Like, at least from my end, I'm seeing your name a lot. Oh man! I feel like you are. You good? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like people are really discovering what you're doing. I feel like people are really paying attention to what you're doing. I feel like people are writing about you and listening to you. Does it feel like that on your end? Um, it's cool, man. Uh, for people to take notice um, of just like little stuff that's going on. I mean, um, honestly, it's like kind of like a tip of the iceberg. So uh, I don't try to dwell too much on whatever's going on because I'm always thinking bigger in what I want to do. Yeah, um, but You're not I have comfortable. Yeah, I mean, I, I I can't I can't get comfortable at all. I haven't really, from my perspective, I haven't done enough to be comfortable yet. Um, sure. The problem is I don't know when I'll ever do enough to be comfortable. I don't uh, know if that moment <laughs> comes anymore. Yeah, I don't know? think that's ever really a thing. But uh, I mean, I am learning to just like um, embrace the you know the steps on the way in in the, in the process. Like it's really cool just to know like um, a lot of people who I would look up to um, when I was younger. Mm -hmm. um, or, uh, like, you know, like, influencers in the city are things are, like, I consider, like, peers now, which is really cool. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, Brent, yeah. Brent posted one of my first posts, like, sure. ever when I was 16. Uh, I used to, like, submit to Ruby Hornet all the time. And then <laughs> after then, like, they used to post my Femme Dilla Sundays every Sunday when I rap over Jay Dilla Beats, like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's a, and now I'm sitting at the table. So, you know what I'm saying? It's like a, it's... It's nice, nice little progress that I can, yeah. I can embrace. Those yeah. are milestones, man. Like, yeah. When did you start to really realize that, like, oh, like people are taking this serious? Like, people are noticing what I'm doing. Like, what was that moment? Um, when people were noticing what I was doing. Uh, actually, um, like it wasn't like any show. It wasn't anything randomly. I was just um, so I'm I'm a still a student. I go to DePaul, right? And I was in class. And I don't really like speak on rap or nothing like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm chilling. I'm a student. I'll be, you know, be chilling. Um, so I'm like, you know, they do introductions like, oh, yeah, everyone come up and like introduce yourself. So, you know, I mosey on to the front. And uh, I'm like, uh, yeah, my name is Femi. Or like, oh, what, like, what, what's your special thing that you do? I'm like, I rap a little bit. And somebody's in the back like, no, what are you talking? You're a femdod. You rap hella. And I was like, <laughs> that just hella happened. Like, that was the thing. Uh, that was the moment. So you got I was the like, shout out in class. Yeah, I was like, because I looked like maybe I know them. And I was like, I definitely don't know you at all. Um, so that was cool. That was, I was like, oh, wow. That's, and, like, people stop me, like, like, while I'm walking or, like, not even, like, on campus or just in general. People stop me while I'm walking um, or I've been stopped out of town once. It was just, like, really weird. It was like... So you know me only based off the words you hear from me. Like you don't, you know me only based through the music, which is right. really crazy. Um, That's when it becomes real, though. Yeah. Like when it's not just your friends who are like, oh yeah, yeah, my friend's a rapper, but it's like people you don't know who are already recognizing that about you. Like that's that's real. Yeah. It's um, it's a, it's a great reminder. Like it always comes at the right time too. Like it's always like you get like the most random like spur of like, 
just, you know what I'm saying, like positivity at the perfect time. And it's just like, oh, man, like uh, maybe I should finish that verse I started earlier today. <laughs> yeah, so, it's that motivation. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, especially with first timers on the podcast, we always kind of start at the beginning. Like, how did music start for you? When did this enter your life? When did you know that this was something you were going to pursue? Um, I started writing uh, when I was six years old. Um, I'm 21 now. Um, and uh, actually, my oldest brother used to rap. And um, he was a really big hip-hop head, like super hip-hop head, and like also a big Rockefeller fan. So I had like beef with Nas for like six years, um, <laughs> just off the strength of Ether. Um, and uh, just as time went along, I just like picked up, I always had a love for music, and something about hip-hop caught my ear. Um, and um, I wanted to write to be like him. Um, and then I seen uh, the Dead President's, uh, not, not the, the Dead President's video, uh, mm-hmm. I seen it on uh, TV once. And I really wanted to do that, just what was going on. Um, and from there, like, I would just, like, freestyle in the house, and people would encourage me. And I wrote, like, my first verse. was, like, what you want to be when you grow up? Or something like that. I was, like, six years old. Um, That's then, so inspiring, though. Yeah, and then from there, pretty much, it's just been an evolution. I started recording in my home with, like, a rock band mic and, like, Audacity and, like, Cool Edit Pro. And, was that, like, in high um, school or? I was, like, six, seven grade. I was selling, like, my mixtapes and stuff, like, in so, school. So, like, like you six, were ready grade. for this hustle. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, I just be wanting to rap. I just been wanting to rap like, right. for quite some time. Like, it's, you like, knew it's, where you were going and you were, was, like. Um, I mean, it was, of course, it was, like, a, it was like a thing. I'm, I'm also, like, really good in science and I genuinely enjoy science. And my parents push science, being an immigrant, being a, and my parents are I'm first generation. You know, so my parents are Nigerian, so, uh. It's a little different dichotomy in the crib, but um, I mean, like they never like they they all they never like let me stray away from what I wanted to do. Right. Obviously, they pushed school more, um, but they never like fully strayed away, uh, which was dope. But it was definitely like a, a life decision that I had to make, like when I was like 17, 18, and like what I really wanted to do with my life. And um, I realized that no matter what I want to do and what change I want to make in the world, like. I have to use the tools I've been given to do it, and um, rap is a tool I have. So, um, yeah, man, that's such a like, such a profound outlook <laughs> on that, man. That's that's incredible. Uh, you know, I think especially for like being, you know, like earlier in your career, to like mm-hmm. already have that perspective on it. That's really impressive. Uh, so, your parents now, like, are they more understanding of the music thing? Do they kind of get it now? They've seen like. The features, the Red Bull stuff, like yeah, I'm I'm their rapper son. It's funny. That's that's it's, awesome. Uh, it's pretty funny. I mean, like they just like they've always kind of got it, but never got it because they didn't get hip hop music in general. Right. Um, so it was like it was kind of like my mom. Um, we really helped. I did a lot of than a bomb. Um, sure. With and, Kevin uh, Koval. And- yeah, and like yeah, like YCA is actually like extremely pivotal in my writing and my performance and everything. Uh, I owe them so much. Um, but it was a spoken word piece I did, and uh, that kind of. I introduced my mother into like any form of me like rapping or spoken word or anything, and she was really confused because uh, you know I'm a very mellow, like relaxed, like, probably uh, well kept together person. But when I'm right. on stage, it's a whole different uh, thing. So like afterwards, she was like, "So this is like where my so what happened to my son? Like you know what I'm saying? Like so I came <laughs> on stage, like what happened to my son? She's like, okay, so this is what you become when you're not at home, you know? So it's like, I guess that was like the her introduction into like. Like, okay, like, maybe there's something more there. Um, so at home, you got, like, the mild-mannered Clark Kent kind of thing, and then you get out of the house, and, like, you're, like, a superhero. Yeah, um, something like that, kind of. I mean, like, I'm still <laughs> me, regardless, you know what I'm saying? But I, right. just, I think, and it's funny you say Clark Kent, because I feel like that story is really interesting, 
because like like uh, Clark Kent is born Superman. He like becomes Clark Kent in order to like a, you know assimilate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And sometimes like I sit and wonder if like like the person I am on stage is the person I was actually born to be, and who I am off stage is kind of just assimilating into the crowd. Um, That's your mask. Right. So <laughs> it's just it's super interesting you brought that up. But yeah. Yeah. So let's talk about the DePaul thing for a second because mm-hmm. I know I teach at Columbia College like Alex here. And something I hear from a lot of students is like, especially if they like are already started on their creative path, yeah. a lot of times they're like, why do I need to be in college? Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. And some of them leave and some of them don't. Like, yeah. what's keeping you attending classes at DePaul? Whereas I think, you know, some other people, if they were like at the place you're at, they might just be like, I don't need school. Yeah. Um, and I mean, like, it's nothing against people who like leave school. Sure. And yeah. go out early and pursue their dreams and put 100% in their craft. Um, me personally, um, my plan isn't just music. It's never been just music. Um, and uh, I understand that um, what I'm doing is cool. I'm not even... A lot of people who, like, don't finish are, like, majoring in something where music is already intertwined. Right. Um, I'm a um, biological sciences and health science major, so literally mine has absolutely nothing to do with performing arts, um, which, one, kind of, like, forces me to kind of be even more creative in my left brain when I have the opportunity. Um... And two, like, it's it's an interest of mine. It's a general right. interest. Like, it's not like I'm doing it for my parents or anything. It's just a general interest of mine that I want to uh, use later on in life um, and come find a way to, to find the middle ground with rap. Um, so that's why I'm personally still in it. Um, I'm really big on health disparities. I'm big on, um, well, um, you know, like uh, race-based medicine and things of that sort and why things are set up the way they are. Mm-hmm. And... Um, I want to be an advocate for that and speak on that. And um, I know I can get an influence to do that through music because that's the, that's the voice of the youth, you know what I'm saying? So I'll be able to access, you know, a large um, following through that. However, I will have a background, you know what I'm saying, and a solid a solid piece of paper, I guess. Yeah, and, will, and you know what? People, like, for better, for worse, yeah. that paper holds so much importance to a lot of people. Yeah. And just having that piece of paper suddenly puts you at a different level of legitimacy yeah. on a lot of, you know, yeah. in a lot of instances, you know, especially in the professional world. Yeah. So when I'm speaking on things, um, I'm not just a rapper speaking on things. Right. And, um, like You're there's some, bi- there's some, yeah, uh, yeah, like biological scientists. Biological scientists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yeah. some, uh, there's some, there's some background to that. Um, so there's like some, uh, some, there's some, some weight to my thought or to my opinion. Um, so that's a smart plan of attack though, to be like thinking about that now about like, how am I going to be taken seriously in a room in 10 years? You know, like, what's all the ammo I can have yeah. to, like, not just have people think, like, oh, it's just a rapper talking, but, like, also, you have all of these great tools at your yeah. disposal. I mean, it wasn't, like, something I came up with, like, yesterday. Like, it was a whole, it was a super, like, it was a process. Um, I talked to a lot of people. I talked to uh, Psalm One. Um, she's a chemist, which yeah. is still, because I failed, I hate chemistry. <laughs> um, so, the fact that she's a, and just, like, um, Someone's great, man. Yeah, she's and, she's and the best. That was the first person I really could actually relate to in that level. Although she wasn't like um, pursuing music as much as I am in school, but just to have someone else like in that science realm who I can connect with uh, was very pivotal in me helping kind of just like to figure out what my path should be, even though it's you no know, different than hers, but just like someone that I know I can talk to who I don't sound crazy to. Um, yeah, was was pretty cool. So shout out to her. Shout uh, out definitely. Psalm One, man. Absolutely. Yeah. She's she's doing great work. Yeah, she's dope, man. She's uh, so on the other side of it, outside of the college thing, man. Like I love that we went on this whole like awesome tangent <laughs> about like your academic studies, but uh, 
But on the Femme.side, you yeah. just released your new EP. Is it two or yeah, to you? It's, uh, to both, but it's both. Two, it's two, yeah. Yeah, and that was, uh, what, November? Uh, yeah, November, yeah, right before uh, Thanksgiving. Right, and this is part of like a whole numerical series, right? Something like that, yeah. You're, are you counting down to one? You haven't uh, done the one release yet, Yeah, right? I'm, I'm counting down to one. Like there, I can't be like, no, there's not a, there's, there has to be a one. <laughs> You'd leave you people hanging. No, nah, I'm counting down to one. That is a thing. Um, it's all part of a, a bigger thing. I, I'm, I think everything through down to details, like through every word in, in, in the song or every, the reason why a song is spelled the way it is or cover art or everything. So everything makes sense. It's all unnecessarily thought out, actually. Um, no, I, I dig that kind of stuff but, where it's yeah. like, it's very purposeful. Yeah. 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 Can't waste any words. Uh, how long was that project in the works? Um, well, uh, that one and three and four. Mm-hmm. Uh, were they like, were they all the same sessions or separate? Um, not the same sessions, but they're all they all stem from the same like uh, um, like uh, idea, um, right. which started about two years ago. I dropped a project called Femme de la Creme um, when I was seventeen, going on eighteen, um, and then I left for a year and I came back and. Um, that's pretty much where, and I dropped a project called King Dilla, um, and after King Dilla came uh, four, three, two, one. It's not spelled like one. It's spelled weird, of course, like all the rest of them. But um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much uh, where it came from. So it would be about, I would say, two years or so. Wow. Um, yeah, a lot of those beats on there are about two years old. So what takes you longer? Is it the beats or the lyrics? Um, Typically, the beats, um, I do, like, four song ideas a day. Um, I, I think I read that in your Fake Shore interview. Yeah. Like, that's I, that's an insane work ethic. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not really work. Um, it's well, just sure. getting my ideas on paper. Um, so it's just, uh, or on, you know, tablet or phone. Um, but, yeah, like, I just, I always have ideas that I want to capitalize on. Um, and sometimes I have, like, dummy beats, like, like beats that I know I'm not ever going to use um, that I just, that I know I can always write to. Uh, when I have something on my mind, and then that also forces me to like try a new flow on a new beat. Because if, if I really want that verse to work, it will work. Like if I really want that verse to fit on that song, I'm gonna make it fit. Um, but that's interesting that you have a template that you just have this like throwaway kind of like like I know I can go to this. I'm not gonna put it out, but like just to get the juices flowing. Yeah, yeah, without a question. Like I know like if I'm like man, I'm having writer's block and I have nothing. Which writer's block, I came to the conclusion, is really just, like, you being failed, like, you being scared of, like, writing, like, bad music. Um, like, it's, you're going to have stuff you're not going to like, and then um, you got to just keep pushing through that. But a lot of times people just consider that writing block and stop writing. So when that happens, I just play those, uh, those uh, instrumentals that I have that I know I can always write to and just keep going until there's something I like. Um, or I'll just revise verses over and over again, um, or just freestyle until like I just come up with an entire verse. So, so how do you know when it's done? Like, is it there's like the famous quote from Lauren Michaels of SNL mm. that he's like, "We don't go on at 10:30 because we're ready. We go on at 10:30 because it's 10:30." Yeah. You know, like like how do you know when you're ready to like actually put something out? Um, I mean, uh, I'll so it goes through processes like uh, like a lot of songs and especially projects like I scrap concepts all the time. I, I've so it really goes through, like, can I play this? So first thing, I have to be able to play it in the morning after. Sure. Uh, and then uh, I have to play it to the point that I get tired of it and then play it again. Right. Um, and it has to sound how it sounds in my head or better than I thought it would. 
if that, then it, it's fine. Like, I don't care what it does. As long as it sounds like how I envisioned it in my mind to sound like, or better than that, it doesn't matter who likes it, because that was the overall goal. Um, so pretty much that's the thing. But in order for it to sound like how it sounds in my head, it has to go through all of these tests of making it through the night and the morning and 10 mornings later. Yeah, and still um, be able to live. And that's, I think, that's the hard part of the creator process. It's like, it's easy to write down an idea or whatever, but yeah. then it's like actually seeing it through, finishing it, revisiting it, being critical, and then being like, okay, I made these changes. And it's, yeah, it's a whole labor of love. And if you're doing songs every single day, it's like that's... I know you said it's not work, but yeah, it is man. a process. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, I tried to get my 10,000 hours in, like, really early. Yeah. So now it's just, like, uh, kind of just a machine now. Um, you just you just do it. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of innate um, at this point when it comes to just writing. Or even, like, even if I can't... If I am struggling, at least an idea or something, it's kind of just second nature at this point. So you have a full length that I saw that uh, you were looking towards, uh, De La Crumb 2. Yeah. What's the status of that? What can you say about that project? Oh, uh, man. Um... That that's gonna take a little while. Uh, okay. It's coming, but in a little while. Uh, uh, it's every time I think of it, it gets bigger um, with what I can do because my resources get bigger. Um, but yeah, it's a follow up to the first Femme de la Creme project I dropped mm. uh, when I was seventeen, uh, going on eighteen. I'm twenty one now. That's a lot. That's a wide gap. That's a lot of living, man. The difference between seventeen, even if you're an old man like me, <laughs> I can still remember the difference between seventeen and twenty one is like it's wild. It's for now. It's it's crazy. You do a lot of living in those years. <laughs> I do a bunch of living, and I also <laughs> speak on a lot of the living I couldn't speak on when I was younger. Sure. Um. So because of that, uh, it it has to be perfect. So it'll take some time, but in the meantime, like. I'll be around. There'll be music to hear. There, I always have stuff up my sleeve. So, and how do you differentiate something that's like for like a larger body of work like like that versus like an EP song? Um, I treat every project like a large body of work, so mm -hmm. it just has to fit the overall theme that I have in mind. If it doesn't, then it's either you know I have throwaways and Lucy's that just don't fit anything, but I like them. Um, but they have to fit the overall theme I have. Um, and it all goes back to everything sound like how I want it to sound in my head. Like, it has to flow right. correctly. And have that cohesion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you did Red Bull Sound Select in, what was it, December? Yeah. With the Cool Kids. Did you grow up a fan of Cool Kids? Uh, I definitely played pennies on my cell phone, riding my bike <laughs> with the black mags that I got only because I heard the song. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it was... I mean, Cool Kids are legends. I mean, they are legends. They're legends, but like, man. They're but if legends. you grew up at a certain time, like, they're... They're legends, man. They're so pivotal in the internet game, in the blog oh, game. Oh, yeah. The branding, the, branding, the whole presentation. The whole, the, whole present, the whole, like, they had everything down, man. Presentation was key. The, the, the fashion. Yeah, it, and it was critical. Like, it was, it, was a, it was an experience listening to them. It was more than just, it's, it's more than just, like, uh, hearing a, a song, you know, that reminds you of something. Like, now you hear, when I, when I, when I would think of Cool Kids, like, when, like, 7th, 8th grade, I would think of, you know what I'm saying, flip-up leather hats with the, you know, Jordan 5s on with the black mags on the bikes. And they, like, it was bigger than just, like, the music they were making. They, had a, they created an entire culture surrounding their music. Yeah, it was an experience. I think that people have a different emotional connection to those kind of artists, whether yeah. it's Cool Kids or, like, a Radiohead or whoever. But it's, like, mm -hmm. if, if you fall in love with an artist, like, as a fan, as a listener yeah. that has a whole world built around their work. It's like, it's a different kind of thing. Yeah, and you can never, um, not like, and those fans will never leave you. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, Cool Kids took all those years off and people are like, we're hungry for them to come back. So yeah. what was it like being part of that show 
get into like be part of that experience of their comeback with with Fake Shore and Red Bull? Um, it was really dope, man. Uh, it was really cool that uh, Fake Shore was able to um, you know, help me out with that, and, and Red Bull uh, felt that I, I would fit. Um, but it was really dope just to be a part of that, man. Chop it up with Chuck and Mikey in the back, um, and uh, yeah, like it was. Like seventh grade me was way too excited. I, I can't um, even imagine. It was like, wow, this is this is this is crazy. Um, but it was cool. It was cool, man. Uh, at the end of the day, it's another show, and I'm supposed to come out and put a performance that people will live with. So that's what I would do. But it was definitely something special, to say the least. That my first, uh, my largest show in the city was shared with. That was your kids. largest one. Yeah. That's that's special. Uh, performing live, how was that for you? I black out. I, um, I hear, uh, now we have Femdot coming, and next thing I hear is, thank you for your time. I don't remember anything until I get off stage, and then it all comes back to me. Wow. So it's kind of just all instinct. Like, I have no, I, I just hope I'm doing well. Like, apparently I am, but it's all, it's, I, I remember everything after I rush off, so I'm literally just hoping I do everything I rehearse, because I have no idea while I'm actually up there. That's amazing. Uh, what else is on deck for you in 2017? Because... You know, you. I think you've had a really strong 2016, and I yeah. think you're just getting started, man. I really do. So, what's on deck for you now? Um, just more music, um, a lot more music. Uh, some surprises soon. That'll be cool. That'll be interesting. Uh, I have like some releases coming up soon. That uh would be nice. Um, and then just getting ready for Delacrim two, South by Southwest. Um, some more shows, and you know, trying to get a headline out here sometime soon. So yeah. I think that's. I think we're not far off from that. Yeah, I really do. yeah. And I'll be at South by. I definitely want to catch one of your sets. Man. Oh so man, definitely. I will see you in Austin. Sounds fantastic. Um, all your music is it on SoundCloud? I know that uh, a few of your EPs at least are on SoundCloud. But like, where can people hear everything you're doing? Um, everything is pretty much on SoundCloud. Um, okay. Right now, just at SoundCloud, Fem Music, and is of any of the Apple Music or anything like that. Uh, yeah, I have uh, like uh, King Dilla and a couple singles on Apple Music and Spotify and Title as well. So, but um, it sounds like SoundCloud's the main place. SoundCloud's to go for the them. main for the for the newer for now for the newer gems. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Femdot, the new record, the new EP is called Two. You've got a lot of music out there. It sounds incredible, man. And <sighs> sincerely, thank you so much for coming up today. No, man. man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. It. So something we do with Dynasty Podcasts is like. We were very Chicago-centric, and we love telling the story of, like, artists, industry creators, creatives, all these people, you know, throughout the course of their journey. Yeah. Like, Alex, we've had him on a, a dozen times. So, please, by all means, as you have new things happening, as you have new chapters in your story to tell, please come back. The mic's always on for you, man. Oh, man. Thank you. Appreciate it. Man. Absolutely, man. Keep up the good work. Thank Femme you so Thank much. you. You've been listening to a production of Dynasty Podcast. Find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, Dynasty Descend.